It's Bradley Buzzed with Kyla and Jason. Hey, y'all. What is up? Happy Cinco de Mayo. Mm-hmm. Honey. Yes. Thank you. for uh, bringing home the real treats. 128 ounces of real treats. That is a fact. So it is Tuesday night, Cinco de Mayo, May 5th, Taco Tuesday. What a whirlwind right there. And we are recording from our living room with exactly 128 ounces of frozen margaritas. Mm-hmm. I think we did the math, and that's uh, probably your typical, what, uh, 10 or 12 margaritas? Somewhere yeah. on that depends on if it's an 8 or 12 ounce. Well, I know that I have made, we've made about six and a half drinks at this point. Nice. Between the two of us. Mm-hmm. So thank you, County Road, down in the Power and Light District. Yeah. Uh, so funny story. I, you know, it is obviously Cinco de Mayo and we wanted to eat some good food tonight, have some chips and queso and, and without having to get in the car and all that good stuff. So County Road's literally across the street and she goes, Hey, order some of those frozen margs to go. So I call them and I order and they're like, we have the eight, 12, 24 and, uh, what was it? The 64, 64 ounce to go. I was like, 64 ounce, but I get that. I'm not really good at like knowing what that is, you know what I mean, uh, as far as the actual volume. So I said, I'll take one of those. And I order. I immediately call Kyla. I said, hey, I got I got the 64 ounce version. Is that enough? And she goes, yeah, I think so. And I go, wait, wait, is that just for you? And she goes, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll, I guess I'll get me one. So I go there and I go to pick it up and I say, can I get another one of those uh, 64 ounce uh, frozen margs? No problem. Uh, y'all, they're $48 each. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I just, so I posted on my Instagram and Snapchat about County Roads Frozen Marks and my tacos that we got. And someone messaged me, sent me a picture of the 64 ounce bucket. She's like, this was such a great idea. I called all the Mexican restaurants and they're sold out. I can believe that. Yeah. So yeah, honestly, ninety six bucks, well spent. Uh, I think we're we're already about halfway through them, but I mean they're delicious. Um, and you know what? If you can't go outside to, to have a, enjoy a holiday or in, enjoy a, a festive day, um, you might as well have some good frozen marks and stay inside and live it up. Uh, yes. And the mom and me, the containers that they came in are really quality. Oh, those are good. I'm saving like, them. Yeah, I mean you could put toys in there. Leftovers. Put anything in there. I love what mm-hmm. they came in. It's quality Legos, stuff. Legos would definitely fit in there. So not only are we enjoying some frozen margaritas on Cinco de Mayo, we're in our living room. We're on the couch. Um, we're very comfortable. We've got the dogs with us. Sailor is in bed. And we have the best football game ever played on the TV. It is the Chiefs San Francisco Super Bowl game. Of 2020, just on replay. Mm-hmm. And we're watching it uh, for the second time in three in days? Three days? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We watched it on Sunday. And I was just as nervous on Sunday as I was the first time watching it. Yeah. It's weird. I knew the outcome. It's it's, <laughs> it's funny how it gets you. Uh, you. You just get into it. You get excited. Like, obviously, I don't really get uh, nervous watching it. Like, oh, you know, obviously, we all know the outcome. We know um, what's going to happen and all that good stuff. But, um, you, know, you see these dramatic plays, and you still get humped. Like, or humped. 
you still get pumped, you know, like, yes, let's go. You know, you find yourself like getting excited all over again. And then, it, it, you know, we were uh, watching it. Was it Sunday? No, we're watching it Saturday night. And, you know, you kind of forget about like, you're, you're actually visually watching the game. You kind of forget about being at work. And then they do these cut-ins of the Power and Light District where we were working at the time. And it's like, you just, it's kind of overwhelming. So cool. It's so cool. And obviously. You cannot pay for that kind of marketing. We just to, you know, put that out there. We were absolutely nothing to do with the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl by any means. But when you see that uh, cut into Power and Light District, if you knew everything that went into it, it's a pretty cool feeling. Really cool feeling. All right, so let's hey, jump into this episode. Yeah, but before we do that, do you want to hear a really bad Cinco de Mayo joke? No. Why does the Mexican guy take Xanax? I don't know. For Hispanic attacks. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh, it's oh. Bad Joke Tuesday. Terrible. Anyway, jump on in there. Yeah, so this episode is going to be a little different than our last couple of episodes. We have had a couple of guests, so now we're going to take a quick break from guests and just kind of go between the two of us here, which is what it's really all about. So uh, we're going to have some fun. We have both um, come up with some questions for each other. Neither one of us has seen these questions prior to when we're going to ask them. So the responses are going to be like super authentic. So hopefully this makes it interesting. Um, And then we have some questions that the public have asked through Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. So we'll bring some of those on, but I think this is going to be really fun. People might get to know some things they Uh, didn't expect. People may never listen again if they find out too much. Maybe. And I will start by saying this is the most buzzed I've been on Bradley Buzzed. Oh, it's those frozen marks. Right. Doing their job. Mm, This is what we want. Now, don't be spilling your frozen mark, though. I won't. Because I ain't hitting pause. All right, are you going first or am I? Uh, I'll go first. All yeah. right, let her rip, tater chip. All right, question one. What are three things you'd never spend money on? Sex. Okay. That was uh, very quick, but I... I feel I, like it's an obvious, though. It is an obvious, yeah. Maybe that's why it was so quick. I say love. Is that like the same thing? Or no? Mm, you heard that song, Can't Buy Me Love? Like, I'll never pay for affection? Okay. Eh, yeah. I mean, that's not the same as sex. So, sex and love. <laughs> I don't know what else I wouldn't pay for. I think you can put a price on a lot of things. <laughs> that's true. So, I think I'm just going to have to go with those two things. All right. Well, it is only an hour podcast, so... <laughs> All right, your first question. What was the naughtiest thing you did as a child? I honestly was, I was for the most part, a pretty good kid. Okay. Um, I can tell you mine. Okay, yeah, you tell me. That would help. Yeah, yeah, that would help. I stole a belly button ring from the Oceans of Fun gift shop. Wow. When I was in middle school or high school. Wow. I had the money to buy it. Did just, someone dare I just you? Didn't yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, someone what? dared me, and I lost my season pass for a full year. <laughs> I was not allowed at Oceans or Worlds of Fun. 
you know what would have made that a better story if you're like i stole a belly button ring out of a lady's stomach (laughs) (laughs) while she was asleep sunbathing Disgusting. So that's the naughtiest thing I did as a child. What's the naughtiest thing? Oh, you know what? That makes me. I unfortunately, I don't know if this is still a thing, but I think when you're at a certain age and you get dared to do things, and you don't understand the potential negative consequences, uh, you're more apt to do them. Um, nowadays, as adults, we call right. that liquid courage. Uh, back then, though, um, you just did whatever. Uh, kind of on the same um, same path as you. Um, we had a Dollar General in my hometown, or I think it was Dollar General. It was one of those types. Of, yeah, it was Dollar General. And it was middle of the summer. We decided to, um, I don't know, run up to the square and, and run into Dollar General. And as we're walking in, I don't forget how many friends I were with, but they're like, hey, you got to take something. And you know, we're talking about like something small. For some reason, I grabbed pepper spray. Yeah, I have no idea why. <laughs> middle of the summer. So we were, we we're going there, and then we're going to head to the pool. Like, I think... uh I think my buddy Evan got like bubble gum or something. I just saw something and I felt pressured. I just grabbed it. I don't even think I really knew what it was. So we ride our bikes back to the swimming pool and um, I got it out of the package. And I sprayed it a couple times in the ground. I thought, well, that was, why did I take that? I'd much rather have the bubble gum, honestly. And uh, that, it really backfired. I, le- I learned an instant lesson on stealing um, because... I went to the bathroom um, to take a pee, left the bathroom, went up to the pool deck, and it was break time. So it was no one in the pool. It was the lifeguard deal, right? No one in the pool. And I'm on top of the, uh, we had like this little rooftop pool deck thing. And as I'm standing there, I feel something um, in my pants area catching on fire. And I remember thinking, what the hell? And I, I mean, I knew what pepper spray was, but I, I you know, I didn't think I got any on me. Then I realized, oh, no, this is not good. And I ran down. I jumped in the pool um, to try to relieve the the burning. And, of course, I got in a bunch of trouble. I got kicked out of the pool, rode my bike furiously home, got in the shower. That didn't help. It was like an hour of just terrible, terrible pain. So that was like karma's way of saying, hey, dumbass, this is what happens when you take shit. You can't just steal. I wish that belly button would have got up and just like, you know, pierced itself into you. Wasn't like I took it off someone. No. Well. All right, you're up. Oh, okay. Um. Uh, would you rather lose your sex organs or gain two hundred pounds? Well, at this point, I have a baby, so I think I'd rather lose my sex organs. Damn. Right? That's like your ovaries. It's like getting a hysterectomy. I think what it means is like, I think the, I think the, a better version of that question would have been, would you rather never be able to have sex again? Well, that question is faulty. <laughs> okay. Well, let's pose it that way. Would you rather never be able to have sex again or gain 200 pounds? This is hard. Well, I mean, consider you're basically would be doubling your weight. So I think that, you know, you're basically choosing sex over, you know, possibly life. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I think it depends. I think you have to clarify on that one. No, make a choice. Sounds like you're, uh, you're, you don't want to gain the weight basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's respectable. If I can still have sex, but now if we're talking about like no sex, I might take the weight gain. 
<laughs> if you promise to still have sex with me. I don't, ugh, I don't know about that. All right, here's a good one. I think people will like this one. Okay. What's your favorite quality about me? This is a two-part. What's your favorite quality about me? And it cannot be in regards to sailor or parenting. Okay. Hmm. Favorite. And then I'm going to ask what's your least. Um, I think my favorite quality about you, there's only a few, so I'm, <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, no, I think my favorite quality is that you are a uh, very independent type person. Um, and you're, I was actually thinking about this yesterday because of some, some stuff that's going on right now, but I was thinking like you're, you're a straight born and raised killer in a good way when it comes to like your work and your career, like you will go get things, you will do things, um, you know, often in your, in your, in your career with sales, you never come across as salesy, but you, you get shit done. You know, you're, you're tenacious. Um, Tell me more, sweetheart. <laughs> you don't, you don't need me. I mean, you need me, but you don't need me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, if you never would have met me, you'd be doing just as good in your career and all that good stuff. So I would say that's my favorite. Okay. What's your least favorite? Your lack of patience. Okay. That's totally fair. I have very little patience. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is true. <laughs> all right. You're up. All right. Uh, what fun traditions did your family have? Ooh. You know, I think my favorite tradition, which I don't even know if this classifies as a tradition. I think the fact that there was never a St. Patrick's Day that I went to school or that I have worked. Mm-hmm. So I'm Irish. My ma, my family is Irish. Um, we have fun fact. If you didn't know, my family owns a few bars in the French Quarter of New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, some Irish bars, Irish pubs that my grandfather actually started, and. Um, that's kind of like where my Irish heritage comes from. So St. Patrick's Day is a big fucking deal for us. Um, so I think I one of my favorite traditions is that I've never worked. I've never gone to school. My mom never made me go to school. And we always went out and did something every year. It's pretty legit. Yeah, I would say that's my favorite tradition. You know, I... I was, I don't know if you're going to say that or, um, when I first met you and we started dating, um, Sunday dinners, Sunday dinners. (laughs) And I wanted to touch on that real quick. And I specifically asked this question because of this, um, I was actually thinking about it a couple of days ago, but, um, you know, at the time I'd been living in Kansas city for quite a few years. Um, and all of my family was four hours away. For the most part. Well, yeah, pretty much everybody, you know, like the core of my family from my hometown. Right, if not further. So, like, the core was four hours. Yeah. But you have family from much further. Yeah. So, you know, I was very much out of the 
traditional family stuff. And honestly, I've, I moved away from my hometown like the day I graduated, literally. Um, so I've been away from there since I was 18. Um, so there, I haven't really had any besides your typical Thanksgiving, Christmas type stuff. Right. Um, and I remember like the first um, several times you invite me to go and I went a couple of times like I almost like didn't want to go half the time. It was because it was Sunday. You hated it. It was like pulling teeth. Yeah, and I think, you know, at first it was because, like, I was kind of bummed because, like, I was like, I wish my family was here and this and that. But, you know, one thing that's kind of, I guess, happens when you get married and you gain a whole new family is now I sincerely, you know, look forward. Uh, Just a couple days ago, for example, um, we went, uh, was that Saturday? Yeah. You know, like Saturday, we went to uh, Kyla's mom's um, and and, and her stepdad's, and um, they have this land and and it's nice because you can sit outside around the fire and, so, and socially distance um and all that good stuff but like i sincerely like enjoy hanging out with with family now um a lot more than i ever did and i don't think i'd kind of be in that situation you know if it wasn't for uh for your guys's i mean like it was clockwork folks you know kyla would be working until 3 or 4 a.m on a Six Saturday night, o'clock on Sunday. Yep, and on Sundays they always did it. They always got together, um, which was cool. Yeah, you know, we so. love that, and we'll start it eventually. I think with my mom moving out south, and my sister moving, and then me moving downtown, like it just kind of took a back seat. But mm-hmm. I think now that Kelly's back, and we all have a house that's close to go go to, that that will. Uh, Pick up. I know we have Sailor too, so we kind of want to give her those yeah. little traditions sure. and normalcy. So nice weather makes it easier as well. Absolutely. All right, is it my turn? Uh, have you already asked me three? Yes. Yeah. So how many have you asked me? Three. Okay, so it's your turn. No. How many are we asking? I have five. Oh, I only picked out three. Good. Oh no. I'll keep going. Okay. Actually, this question's about me, but I want you to answer it. If I could switch lives with anyone for a day, who would it be? Are you talking about like who who would you want to switch lives with? Yes. Oh. Oh man. Um, hmm. See, at first I thought that question was like. You would switch, and then I would get the benefit. Like, you know what I mean? No, 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 no. Um, so I was going to say, carry on. Don't worry. I, your celebrity crush is on here, so go ahead and answer that. <laughs> uh, I mean, Carrie's up there, but um, man, if you could switch. Like, who who do you think I would want to switch lives with? Not not who do you want me to switch lives yeah, with? Yeah, no, I get it. Um, God, that, that's tough. Um when I read this question, I knew immediately. Taylor Swift? No. Oh, you got to give me a hint. Is it, because obviously the person was going to be well known. Reality television. Uh, that Cavallari chick? Ca- Fuck no, that. Reality television. Gosh, if we're going to talk about reality television and Cavallari. Cavallari, yeah. Uh, her husband and her are getting a divorce. Yeah. Um, I'm not into that. She's apparently not into him. Um, gosh, I don't. 
reality, reality television. Uh, one of the Kardashians? Think what? I don't know. Think boss ass bitch. I just slowed down. I'm a little buff, so I had to slow down. For that <laughs> boss one. ass bitch. <laughs> um, oh. LVP. LVP. Lisa Vanderpump. Oh, I see. I, I would have never thought oh, that. Oh, fucking day. I mean, no. Yes. I, I no. I, now I see it. I, I I totally see it. But I just that was. You are a Vanderpump Rules fan. Hit me up. Let me know so that we can bond over some Vanderpump. Yeah, you know, like how like back in the day, like women had like these like reading nights or whatever. They get together and discuss a what's called book club. If y'all out there want to start like a Vanderpump Rules fan club. I have a small one going, but I'd love to add to it. <laughs> oh, geez. She would be so fun to be for a day. Like, she's a boss. Right. She has pet swans and horses and like. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. All of it. I, I guess, yeah. Interesting. So my the other, your fifth question was going to be who my celebrity crush is. No, no, no. No. We'll skip that one because we know yeah. it's Carrie Underwood. Yeah. It's not really. I mean, I, I, I always go to her, you know, she can sing. and Those legs. That she has great legs. And great I think, legs. And I think, like, you know, anytime I was feeling down, I'd just be like, Carrie, sing me a song. <laughs> All right, last question. Okay. I think this one's so appropriate for you. What celebrity would make the worst leader for our country? Do you have someone in mind? Do you, th- do you have a, Do you think I'm going to answer someone? No, I don't have someone in mind for you. I, I mean, I know who I think would be a f- terrible fucking leader. Is it someone that's a potential person right now? No. Okay, I didn't know if this was like a like a uh, relevant, you know, uh, hot topic. No, uh-uh. I mean, I think that I think I saw this question because of obviously Donald Trump, the fact mm-hmm. that he's a our president of the United States, but you know, was a celebrity beforehand. Yeah. yeah I think the only, uh, the, the only interesting, well, the only thing about Trump is that he was definitely a celebrity and a TV reality star. Um, but what I find fascinating about him is you go back to like the early eighties and he was still talking about the same shit he talks about now. And he Nothing's was still, changed. No, and he literally talks the same way then, then he, uh, yeah. then he does currently. Um, Gee whiz, uh, I don't. Uh, who would you say? You know, I have. I would have said a little while ago, like Chelsea Handler, or oh, garbage. These women that are out there, just like on a crusade, to go after Donald Trump, or really any men of power nowadays. Because where the fuck are y'all at right now with Joe Biden? Mm. There's been some serious accusations made. And is anybody talking about it? No, you're not. No. And actually, I saw a call or a, a TV person today. Um, it was it was quite hysterical because they were asked, you know, point blank. And this, now, keep in mind, this is a person that when the uh, Trump stuff and the Kavanaugh stuff was going on, it was 100% uh, – you know, hey, listen, uh, we've got to we've got to believe her, uh, this, this, and this. And today, she literally said, "Well, you know, they can't find the paperwork, um, and you know, I've got to go with, uh, I've got to believe Joe." Right. And it's like, yeah, because if you don't, 
It does. Who's gonna Who's gonna swoop in right now? Like everyone keeps talking about uh, uh, Michelle Obama coming in, and I don't. I think she's making too much money and having too great of a life to even want to be a, the president of the yeah. United States. Cause, no, I think they're done. Yeah, I, I do too. And they, if they're smart, they would be. Because I mean, let's face it: if she came in right now, Trump's gonna lose, hundred percent. You know, like she's she's got she's super popular. Um, she's articulate. She's in a lot of ways she's she's great. You know, I disagree. <laughs> well, <laughs> but anyway, um, I don't disagree that she's not smart and articulate. I think she's incredibly intelligent. I disagree that you don't think she'd win. I don't know that she would win. I mean, I think this this whole election is going to be a fascinating uh, situation. It's going to be amazing. Uh Jeez, I'm trying to think of somebody who would make, you know what, kind of a celebrity, but she's also a politician. I think someone that would make an absolute garbage president would be AOC. Ugh. I mean, completely, 100%. She's not even considered a celebrity. Oh, no, she's she is a celebrity just because she, she won the vote, but I think she is so out of touch. Um she what she recently say um oh she, you know she made that comment a few months ago by um people can't people can't pull themselves up from their bootstraps um you went from being a bartender to making two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year yeah she's easily one of the dumbest people i've ever come across yeah, which sucks because she's she's intellectual, but she's just not. Uh, I I have fingers crossed. I don't care if you're a Republican Democrat. I hope she does not win her next election, and I don't think she will. Moving on. Moving on. Do you have any other questions for your sweet little wife over here? I do not. All right. Well, let's go to the public questions. Okay. Because we've got some. Got some good ones. So there's a couple about Sailor. Can we call this uh, episode Q&A with JB and K? Ooh. Bam. Watch out. All right. Let's talk Sailor really quick. Okay. So Mallory asks, have you always wanted babies? Were you ever terrified of the thought? So how about you answer that first part? Mm. Uh, Have we always wanted babies? No. Well, yes and no. Um, obviously, that could be a long-winded question or long-winded answer, so I'll keep it brief. I always wanted to have a kid eventually, and I'll tell you why. It's because um, I'm the last one in my family to carry on my last name, so I've always wanted like a boy. Um, but then I kind of forgot about it for a long time, and I was just like, you know, the pressure didn't feel... So there I met Kyla. Kyla in the beginning was, she wasn't like, I'm never having kids, but she I was, didn't want them. she pretty much was like, I don't really want kids. And at the time I was like, that's cool with me. It's not, a, it's not a big thing, a big thing for me. I got to the point to where I was like, you know what? I'm thinking about like all this money we could make, all the traveling we could do, all the weird swinger parties we could go. I'm joking. <laughs> but no, I'm thinking about like all the stuff not we could do. not even a good joke. Um, well, thankfully, you don't determine what's a good joke. It's the <laughs> listeners. Um, but no, I, I, I had gotten kind of in the mindset of like, you know what? It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal if we don't have kids. And I was trying to wrap my mind around that life. We'd have some deep 
deep conversations about it. And then out of nowhere, she was the one that eventually uh, became persistent and really wanted kids. I mean, like, I mean, this homegirl downloaded a freaking ovulation app, right? So, uh, (laughs) Well, I think my whole life, I just didn't really want them. Like, I was a very independent person, and I didn't want anyone to be dependent on me. Oh, and and, and sorry to interrupt, but... I was kind of on board with her as far as like, okay, like, yeah, let's, let's not have kids. And then I saw her with little kids and this chick was like the baby whisperer. And then we went to a couple other like friends things and there were like small children there and she gravitated to them. They gravitated to her. If they were upset, they stopped. It was literally like, she was so good with little kids. And I, that's when I, my mind started kind of changing. Like it'd be a damn shame. It's not for her not to be a mother. You know, I never thought I would be bad at it. I just didn't want to do it. And then I think I met you and I was like, wait a minute. I want more of him. So I have to have his babies. Oh, you got it. I got your baby. I got your fucking twin is what I got. (laughs) (laughs) She's so dang cute, but she is literally your twin. Yeah. So no, we didn't always want babies. Um, but I'll answer the second part to that question. Were you ever terrified of the thought? A hundred and ten percent terrified of the thought. I didn't know if I was capable of loving a human being like everyone describes it. Like, the oh, the second you meet them, it's just, like, indescribable. And I'll be honest, when she first came out, I did not, like... You hear people talk about... Like instant. This instant overwhelming. I didn't get that. I did not get that. I didn't get that until maybe we got home with her. Mm -hmm. And maybe the first few weeks after that, it continued to grow. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just... and And it comes every day. And I just like her more now that she, like, is crawling and attempting to walk. I think we're gonna have a walker here in the next couple weeks. But, um eating foods and just her personality is coming out. And yeah, so I was definitely terrified, terrified about the whole thing, terrified of being pregnant, of giving birth. And then (laughs) what happens after that? So actually keeping it alive. (laughs) You know, what's funny is like you, you you talk about it today um, about how you absolutely loved being pregnant. And it's once you got pregnant, loved being pregnant, you need a surrogate. Give me a call. (laughs) You better have money. Um, but like once you got pregnant and you know, the first like scariness is out of the way, you just got in this gro like this groove and we're rocking it. And as we got closer and closer, that's when I started getting scared, you know, like, cause like we've talked about this before, but like my life didn't really massively change in the very beginning. Yours did. Yeah. You know, cause you're overnight. A, a, overnight. Yeah. Cause you're Within a Within minutes, like the second you read that test. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Cause you know, you know, Kyla as, as anyone that knows her, we know that she's a, you know, have a couple glasses of wine at night type person. She loves happy hours. She loves brunch. She loves all that stuff. And she's incredibly responsible and she, she likes to get to bed about seven fifteen at night. <laughs> joking. No, no shame. Uh, I have no shame. I'm joking. It's nine o'clock at night, but you know, that's her, that's her thing. Um, that all stopped, not, not, not getting together with friends, all the stuff like that. She still did that, but you know, a lot of the things that she was accustomed to doing just instantly stops. And then as she, obviously you get more and more pregnant, you can't go. It's risky to go to certain things. Um, we couldn't go to my cousin's wedding, uh, which sucked because she was in that little window 
of travel and I didn't want to be caught up, you know, like in an unfamiliar territory and not be able to have the baby at the right hospital that we had chosen. Like, you know, Hey, you got a birth plan, got to stick with it. But which never goes according to plan. No. But for me, I got more nervous the closer we got to it. I remember the first time she called me and, you know, said that something was going on. Like there's a, there's a sense in a man, um, I think it's made like a protective thing or, or whatever it is, but it, it went off several times while she was pregnant. But um, one of the times she called me, she had actually, when she called me, I answered the phone Ugh. and she's in tears and, she, and, I, and she's crying and she's yelling and my mind goes to the worst thing. And I'm like, Kyla, Kyla, what is happening? I'm at work. We have, it's, a, it's like hot country nights, right? So I'm backstage. I'm like laughing now. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm backstage. I'm, I think we're like during the opening act. So it's like six, th- I don't know, seven o'clock, whatever. And she's crying and I'm like, oh my God, what has happened? And I, and I finally get her to calm down and she goes, I fell down the stairs. And oh I my God. I fell down like four stairs. It wasn't even four. four. And it being like two. But anyway, I'm like, what, what? I'm like, where are you? And I just like, before I even knew where she was, I, I guesstimated where she was and I took off. I'm like running down the road on my phone and looking like a weirdo. And um, she still wouldn't tell me where she was. So I, I, I went to where I thought she would be. She wasn't there. She finally tells me she's like, this but little- I wasn't talking because there was a lot of pain. Yeah, that's true. And, and by pain, I mean in my ankle. Like I yeah, had rolled, rolled her my ankle. ankle. I had sandals on and my sandal got caught on the step that, the top step as I was trying to take a step to, it's just, I was in a lot of pain. And you were seven months at the time, eight months. Yeah. Seven I mean, months pregnant. You were visibly very pregnant. Yeah. And anyway, when I found out where she was, I was not quite there yet. And I was completely out of air and I finally found her and I saw her and I kind of realized, you know, okay, I think everything's okay. And I remember asking her like, Hey, how'd you fall? Did you fall on your stomach? She fall on your side. And at the time she was like, I don't know. I really don't know. It just happened so fast. I'm like, okay, you know, let's think about this. And like, I just remember thinking like, oh my God, like that moment was so scary. Yeah. Um, There's so many moments when you're oh. pregnant or trying to get pregnant. Like it's, I mean, the thought of it alone is just scary, but then like living it is scary. And then I can't even think about the poor women and families now living in like this whole COVID thing. Yeah. And how they're adapting. I have a, and one of my best friends is pregnant and like she hasn't left her house. She takes rides in her car just to get out of the <laughs> house. But like she's not going to the store. She's not, I haven't seen her. Um, I dropped a care package at her house a couple weeks ago and I literally put it on her front porch, sprayed it down with Lysol, <laughs> stood in the driveway and waved. Like, so like I, you know, I, there's a, I mean, there's so many fears and unknowns that go along with having kids that I can't even imagine now. Yeah. And, and it's wrap that one up. I will say that the, the last scary thing I saw is yeah, Chris Jones. <laughs> Sorry. We're still, Don't forget, we're still watching. This yeah. Game. Um, um, yeah. Chris Jones was there whenever we had the baby. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, but no, the last thing was, I remember whenever she started going to labor, she kind of, she never really seemed nervous. Um, or anything until eventually, and when this is another story for another time, but her basically her epidural came out and she was complaining about the pain. And when I saw her start to get in that pain, it all became real, like serious to me. And when you date, uh, or date, when you're married to an independent, strong woman and you see her in pain and there's not a damn thing you can do, rubbing her hand, rubbing her head, putting a washcloth on her head, like none of that crap's going to work at that moment. Um, 
so you see her go through that. And I mean, I remember like, I remember getting anxiety about it. Like, Oh no. Like, okay. Cause you're telling yourself like, listen, I got to step it up. And I'm not like I, uh, everyone just so you know, I'm not like a big, tough, burly man who, who, who never cries. Not at all. You know, um, I'm not saying I cry all the time or I'm weak by any means, but I, I, I'm not that either. Yeah. But you know, like that hurt, that was scary for me because I'm like, you, you have these internal feelings, but you don't want them to know those. And you're trying to be cool, trying to be legit. They got all these damn machines hooked up and you, and you don't know what the fuck they mean, honestly, <laughs> but you're looking at them and you're trying to interpret them. Like that's the, that's the way I am. I see something. I want to figure it out. So I'm watching and I'm like, Oh shit. I don't know. The baby's heart's beating faster. I don't know. Um, but then as soon as she comes out and you look at your wife and you know, she's okay. And you look at the, <laughs> and you look at the baby and know she's okay. It's like, Oh, it's all downhill from there. Obviously for, for the is. man, for the man. There's yeah. I mean, Mal to answer your question. <laughs> no, we never initially wanted kids and there are a lot of fears that go with it. <laughs> all right. So second sailor question. Ooh. How did we decide on Sailor May as a name? This is from Lindsay. Mm. Okay. Cousin Lindsay? No. This is from Lindsay Skay. Oh. Yeah. Gay. I'll miss her. Yeah. Um. So we had a list of names. Three names. I remember. No, no, no. I'm saying like before we even knew the sex. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we had a lot more boy names. And we didn't grow Way names. more boy names. For some reason, I was a little more particular. And, 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 and guys, any guys listening, um, all one of you, um, if you're going to, if you all know this, if you've had a kid, and if you're going to, you'll realize this. Um, there's a certain thing, like, you know, when names are, are, are thrown out there, if you've ever dated a girl by that name, that's out. <laughs> it's just out. You know, so I've had an extensive history. Um, I'm just joking. But now there's a couple of names that they just reminded me of somebody or yeah, maybe someone. Totally. So those were out. And I was kind of like, I was so worn out on girl names. And this is after we found out the gender. Yeah. And we were really trying to hone in on, on what that name was going to be. And I just, you know, she kept bringing up these names. I, and I either had a gut feeling like, no. Or I was like, eh. But I had a gut feeling when she said sailor. Um, at the time I'd never heard it. Um, I was like, how would you spell it? She told me. And, and I just like, I think we made that decision. If I remember correctly in about three minutes. Yeah. So fast. Like we had, we had three names. I had one that I had held on to for a long time. I mean, years I'd always kind of liked this name, but yeah, we had three names and I was like, listen, here are the three names. Like I, I want to figure this out and it just, Sailor made the most sense. And we had a couple of options for middle names. Mm. And I suggested May to him before knowing it was his grandmother's middle name. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so when I was like, what do you think about Sailor May? He's like, oh my gosh, that's my grandma's middle name. I'm like, well, that seems perfect. Yeah. And, uh, my grandma Doris, Doris May, you know, she has a lot of uh, children, a lot of grandkids, and some great grandkids now. And um, I guess at the time I didn't realize that, you know, none of us had named any of the grandkids or, or anything like that after her. Um, 
And on Kyla's side, they uh, it's kind of traditional for, I mean, her and her sister share the Elizabeth middle name. Yeah. Uh, which comes from Alice, right? Or, right. So or her grandma. Um, so I, I don't know. I just felt that it'd be so cool to um, have a little bit of like Grandma Doris there with, with Sailor. And honestly, the first time I ever saw Sailor being held by my grandma Doris and I need to hear my grandma say, you know, your middle name is after me. Like it was just like one of the absolute most heartwarming things of, of my life to see that. So I think, I think we hit home run with her middle name. And honestly, like she's like, I think this is, we could have named her green paint and it would probably, (laughs) it probably would have stuck by now, but like, she looks like a sailor. She does. I mean, it's perfect. it, It fits her so well. I love it. All right. Oh, and and you know, another thing that's ironic, we didn't mean to do this, but I have two sisters. I have mm. uh, my sister Kim and I have my sister Sam or Sammy is what she goes by. Um, and it's funny because we, we find ourselves calling sailors say, and sometimes we'll be like, hey, say may. And I'm sitting there thinking like, oh, shit. Yeah, like it's so close to Sammy. It's just weird, but uh, it's just funny then how things work. Yeah. All right. Next question. This one's from Callie. What are your favorite date night spots downtown for any occasion? Um, you go first on that one, babe. Well, I don't know. Cause like I'm a, I like a good concert. Like if I had my perfect date night with you, it would start with dinner at Bristol or County road. And I'm going to get really specific. Dinner at Bristol or County Road. Mm-hmm. And then we'd make a stop at McFadden's to take a couple of shots. Boom. And then we'd walk over to Sprint Center for a concert. Okay. Could be any concert. I mean, we love mm-hmm. all of it. So we'd hit up a concert at Sprint Center. And then we'd go over to Pizza Bar. Afterwards? Afterwards. Yep. After the concert's over, mm-hmm. hit up Pizza Bar for a beer and a shot. And then we'd make our way upstairs to PBR. PBR for the almost nightcap. Almost nightcap, but not totally. And then, if I can convince you, we'll go to Shark Bar. Uh, well, just if one of I my... If I can convince you. Since one of my great buddies is the manager, the mm-hmm. GM there, I that's why I go. I don't go to Shark Bar to go to Shark Bar. I go to see Corey. Or because I'm making you. That is also true. So, and then probably back to PBR. (laughs) And then to end the night at Pizza Bar with Mm -hmm. another beer and some more shots. That's, yeah. And that's usually where we don't, we don't need the the more shots. Um, But we do them anyway. Yeah, we do them anyway. You know, why not? Um, We just have to walk across the street. (laughs) Um, Gosh, life's going to change when we buy that house. Um, yeah, that's a, I would, I would a, say that's a good date night. Like if you a, have yeah. an event to go to, I think if you're looking for something like more casual, um, I have, I have some suggestions. Do you? Uh, yeah. Let's, let's say, um, let's say there's not a This concert. is interesting cause he's never played <laughs> a <laughs> no. date night for me. No, but I, I, I know some good spots cause we've been there together, but, um, Mine are going to probably include some of the same spots, but let's say there's not a concert involved. I think 
you know, um, depends on how much you like the person and how much you're looking to spend. But, uh, you know, a great... We're talking uh, about us. <laughs> oh, well, us. Okay. Wow. If I had to plan a super great date night that didn't have a concert involved, I would say we would start off um, either at Bristol or 801 Chop House. Mm-hmm. Both are delicious. So good. I would... I would lean towards 801 because I'm a I'm a steak and meat guy. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, they've got some good old meat at Bristol, too. But I'd probably go with 801 Chop House. We go there, get our bellies full. Then we'd probably walk down. Um, is it Grand or Main? I always, I always forget. Probably go to SOT. Yeah, we like SOT. We like SOT in the drum room. I was gonna get to the drum room later. Oh, you know. Okay, sorry, I'm jumping but, the gun. But, but there's a key to the drum room, and I'll I'll, I'll touch on that. So SOT's on Grand. Yeah, SOT's on Grand. It's a tiny, tiny. I mean, that place is packed when there's 18 people in there. But man, it's so good. Now you're gonna spend 13 dollars on a cocktail, maybe 16. Worth it. 100 percent worth it. So worth it. Um, cool little vibe, cool little space. Get you the know, popcorn when you're there. I. That's her thing, not mine. <laughs> Um, when she orders popcorn, I order another drink. Um, but yeah, I think that that's a, that's a fun spot. God, back in the day, we used to love to pop into the tank room real quick. I loved the tank I, room. I do too. You know what else is a downtown Kansas City staple? Green Lady Lounge. No, not really for me. Oh, no, I've only know. been there once, so and I great. liked it. Cool. But there are two other spots that I love more. Manifesto. Yeah, I can't go wrong there. No. And now the Rieger. Like it's newer, mm-hmm. the distillery, not not the restaurant there on a uh, main. Yeah, but and, and, and as much as that's cool, though, but like if we're if we're doing a walking vibe, you know, mm-hmm. at this point, if we if we've committed to downtown, we've started eight hundred one, now we've gone to SOT, yeah. we're not going to hop on an Uber to go to the West Bottoms for sure. Especially because now it's nine o'clock at night, nine thirty, you know, ten. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Sorry, guys. We still have the Super Bowl on. It's the halftime show, and this is the part where Shakira tries to play the drums. And she actually does play them. It's not live. It's not audible. But she looks like a freaking fool doing it, and they didn't need this. Just just go change your costume again or something. Um, anyway, sorry. Um, he I, is a drummer. So yeah, a little, I'm very critical. A little biased. That. So I would say after SOT, you know, now that the tank room is not there, um, Green Lady Lounge isn't her favorite this is where, you know, um, we don't want to go back to the block quite yet because it's still fairly early. Um, man, that this one's this is probably where we go to the drum room because the drum room is a cool little spot too. It's a lot like SOT, but uh, about the same size. The trick of the drum room is for y'all that want to know, um, it's such a cool little spot. I love the vibe. It's got a lot of history there. A ton of history. It's yeah. attached to the Hilton President Hotel. Yeah. It's so if you're trying to like put in your mind where that's at, um, it's right there next to the Hilton President. It's attached. Yeah. It is part of the building, um, the lower lobby. So now, you know, if you they have superb drinks there. They're great. They have very friendly bar staff. Problem with that place is it's not really a problem. Um, it's a time situation. So they have a lot of weddings there. And across the street, across the street, but they also have a ballroom upstairs. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes, you know, the ballroom closes at, let's say 11 PM by 11, 15 PM. That place is packed with wedding guests. 
who obviously don't want to go to bed yet. They've had a great time. Um, so I, I can't imagine the amount of people that have heard, oh, the drum room, that's going to be great. And they walk in like 1130, like what the hell? Because it gets a little rowdy in there. It can. Um, but, man, they have great drinks. That's a great spot. And then here's where I transition into kind of going along with Kyla's plan. Because now we head to the block. And we definitely hit up Pizza Bar first or McFadden's. You know, it depends. Um, we always end up going up to PBR. That's just kind of like. It's just the best people watching. It, it's great people watching. We've got to love for that spot. You know, it's just like something about you and I both. Like we just have something. You worked there for a while and, and I don't know. That's kind of how I got my start. And I mean, it's no secret. I love country music. That too. We also, but we also know the DJ. He's okay. If you all want his email address, let me know. DJ Laser, pew pew. <laughs> but no, so we always we always end up going there. But for some reason, and 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 I love this. We always end up by like one a.m. We're at Pizza Bar, and it's because I think you get to the point to where you you, you know if you're us and you're married, like you want to sit down a little slower pace. It's also great people watching. That's for sure. And you want to have a big old beer, and Kyla's gonna order some fucking green tea shot or. Some kind of bullshit. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, and then we uh, then we walk across the street and uh, mosey on home. Take the dogs out and <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> Actually, yeah. usually she goes to bed and and I sit on the couch and I watch TV and I have one more beer and then I wake up the next day and and the beer is completely full. Yeah. Unless we're both like three sheets to the wind, and then we have a dance party in our living room. Oh, we have videos that will never be released. Never. Oh my be gosh. Released. <laughs> Which a lot of this has to happen since we had a kid, because mm. you know we have to be responsible. But we haven't actually had a dance party since having the having Sailor. No, we, they, have. we have. We have. Yeah, I think it's when my parents or some, like when she wasn't with us. Obviously. Yeah, we're not having dance parties while she's asleep. You know. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Oh, here, here's another funny question. I'll be the judge of that. You're going to think it's funny. Megan says, when are you buying a house in Memphis? Oh, my God. You know, what's so funny about that is I had a dream last night no. about the house I grew up in for most of my young life on Cleveland Street, which is around the corner from Evan Gosney's parents' house and the other corner or the other end of the street would be the, the Drummonds. All of our best friends growing up, um, Adam Clapp was in our neighborhood. Oh, man. Like watching this uh, Last Dance Michael Jordan thing has taken me back. But anyway, I, and that's probably what made me have the dream. But I had the dream about buying this house. And I've always wanted to buy it, honestly. So if it ever comes in the market, I'm probably going to try to buy that house if I can. Um, I haven't been in it since I was like, 13 or 14 years old, so I'm sure it's much smaller, but I remember it being a four-bedroom, two-bath house on probably like five acres, so I would love to buy that again and flip it, not to sell it. Actually, I don't know what the hell we would do with it. No, I would love to have a house in Memphis. It's cool because it's like it's in town, but it feels like it's on the edge because it is on the edge of town. I mean, I don't know what house you're talking about, but... I've taken Megan, you by it like I think times. you know I would love to have a house in Memphis. It would be great. 
maybe we could talk uh, Andy and Amber into building like a little uh, guest shack on their land. Let's just start a compound out there. Mm. All we need is a, uh, you know, five, six bedrooms. It'll be great. <laughs> All right. So we're getting close to wrapping things up. Mm-hmm. But we've had some fun with some uh, good questions, some fun questions in the beginning. A few uh, friend questions in the middle there. So I think I want to kind of wrap up with some good Serious questions. Oh. As it pertains to, like, relationships. Right? Because, you know, we're married. We're a couple. Oh, so, you like, people have asked you questions? No, 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 no. I've, I've looked up some good questions. For for people in Okay, I get it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, these are, like, what you... They're more intimate questions. Um, But I think they're decent for this. I'm intimidated. Don't be intimidated. I think it's good. Um, and I think people can relate to this. I think it will be nice for people to hear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. How could I be a better wife to you this week? <laughs> I mean, honestly, the laundry's kind of stacked up. Oh, first off, have you looked at it in the last three hours? No. And you know, when I say things like that, I when I say things like that, I I, I like flex my whole body and prepare to be f- like punched. Um, honestly, though, uh, man, okay, right? okay. Now, if you have to seriously think about it and give a serious answer, how could you be a better wife to me for the rest of the week? Yeah. This week, is there anything that you need from me as your wife that would make the week better? I've been trying not to complain. But, and this probably isn't going where you're thinking it's going to go. Um, but my my right back, at, lower back has really been fucking hurting me. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not joking. Like, can't get comfortable at night. I've been taking way too much uh, ibuprofen to try to deal with it. Um, so I think it'd be beneficial if you could hit me with a massage gun, you know, cause it does help temporarily, but it does help. Fair. Okay. That is fair. So I guess if we're going to flip it, you know, what can I do to be a better husband for the rest of this week? I think that... Oh, gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think that um, if we're being honest... Honesty is the best policy. (laughs) I think just making sure that your towels... Are not hung <laughs> in the crease of the shower door. Oh, we have to take a picture. Like, our, our, <laughs> we have a glass shower, and the shower door opens. So what she means, like the seam, or not the crease, but like you know what I mean. She claims I have this issue where I throw the towel over the door. She goes to get in the shower, and she goes to open the door, and she can't because the towel's over, you know, 
the seam. Um, I always think to myself, oh my, how hard is it to reach up real quick and flick that bitch over? But, you know, I've oh, been, man. I've actually, you know, I feel like you, oh man, I feel like you uh, told me this a couple of nights ago with, without actually having to tell me. And I don't mm-hmm. know if you noticed, but I've been doing pretty good. Um, yeah, I think that this started with him just throwing towels on, like to be hung, just like not even like laid out. Like, like there's, Hey, I'm just going to throw this towel and whatever. It'll land where it lands. But like, you have to like spread towels out so that they dry. Right. Cause otherwise they get like mildewy and they smell bad and all of that. So I addressed that maybe what, a couple of years ago. Like, can you please just like spread out your towel when you hang it so that it can dry properly? So as of late, I haven't wanted to bring up the issue because I feel like, okay, we got over the first hurdle. Now, if I bring up another issue, I'm just like nagging at this point. But now he like spreads the towel out just like I asked, which is beautiful. But he does so right in the middle of where the shower door opens. So like the next person cannot open the shower door without moving the towel first. And it drives me up a wall. Drives me up a wall. Well, I guess, it, you know, I, I've listened to you and I've adapted. Um, so it's just going to take time. And one I'm excited. Day, I'm excited for it. One day, one day I will be the most perfect towel. Toweling. Yeah, I'm not, I wasn't going to try to say the word. All right, next question. Okay. What is one word that describes our relationship? Oh, man. One word that describes our relationship. Can I Google a word real quick? What do you mean Google a word? I have, I have, a, I have a word in my head. Mm-hmm. I just want to clarify the definition. Sure. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking symbiotic. Please define. Um, involving interaction between two different organisms living in close <laughs> physical association. <laughs> You know, any mutually beneficial relationship between different people or groups? Uh, no, um, that's not what I was thinking. Um, gosh, you know, I don't want to use any of the plain Jane words like oh, perfect love. Um, one word. One word. Are you going to answer this too? Yeah, I have my word. Oh, is your word like an adjective? No. All right, I'll I'll just say what originally came to me, and I don't. I wish I could think of something uh, more flashy, but I would just say life. Okay. Go on. <laughs> um, I mean, our relationship and everything because of our relationship and meeting you, and it's my entire life. You know, so. Okay, so that's fair. Yeah. So my word, the one word I would use to describe our relationship is easy. You don't have to let everyone know that. You're easy. I'm easy. <laughs> um, okay. I guess I would be, inter- I, I, I'm interested to hear your explanation of that. Um, I think that 
Easy like Sunday morning. <laughs> I think that everything has always been just easy. From dating to being engaged to getting married to being parents. You know, parenting has definitely been the most challenging phase of our relationship. But for the most part, it's just easy. Like, there's no complications. No major drama. Right. Like, we communicate, for the most part, pretty well. I think if either one of us is not... If either one of us could communicate better, it would be me. Because I'm, like, more passive-aggressive sometimes. Hunted. (laughs) I hold on to things a little bit longer, mm-hmm. and I think that's those are just tools that I've learned when I was younger, like when I was in therapy and stuff, just to like process things. Well, oh, you just can't say like I was in therapy, <laughs> you know. I saw a therapist when I was younger. Yeah, no, that's that's totally fine, and and honestly, most people probably should. Um, oh, I would recommend therapy to anyone. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. There's a, do you want to give like a quick, uh, you know, like. You didn't. You didn't. You weren't forced to go to therapy. No, 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 no. Was never forced to go to therapy. It was an option that was given to me. Um, I kind of fought it at first. Granted, let's just like, I, I'll remind people that I was. I think I was seventeen, eighteen, nineteen years old when I started going to therapy. Um, I was younger, and my mom could confirm at what age that was. Let's give her a call. No. <laughs> <laughs> It was just something that was offered to me. And at first I thought, I'm like, what is this person that doesn't know me going to tell me about me? Best thing I ever did. Easily the best thing I ever did. I got so many tools, so many tips, so many tricks on like how to like navigate my emotions and my feelings. And I, I truly believe that it was life changing for me and has helped me be kind of this more so calm and collected and thoughtful adult. Yeah. Because I definitely like process things. And and some people that's frustrating that I take a little bit longer to process things before I react. But mm. that's just how I am. Well, I would say in the context of our relationship, it's it's not that, you know, and I think we should honestly spend uh, some time on a future episode. Sure talking about um you know kind of some psychological journeys that you and i've both had but yeah maybe we open next week with that yeah that could be good um but i would say as far as our relationship goes um it's a lot of the stuff that you hold on to and 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 process um it's at, at the time it's not that big of a deal um but it kind of builds up a little bit yeah you know and it's it's and and the worst part is, is it, I know, you know, it's yeah. like, it's like if I didn't know or didn't sense something mm-hmm. and you were to process it and a couple of days later, be like, Hey, by the way, a couple of days ago, here's what happened. And here's how I feel about it. Um, that'd be one thing, but you can't, you can, you're a bad liar <laughs> and you're a, and you're a, such a bad liar. And you're a, you're a bad person that as far as like, if, if, if I say, Hey, are you cool? Did I do something? <laughs> and you say, no, it's, it's so obvious. Yeah. Um, and then I have to pretty much pester you. And I'm the type of person where if my wife looks like she's unhappy with me, my stomach doesn't feel right. 
right. no, nothing in my body feels right until I know. And it's not like uh, it's not like when you're younger, like oh god, she's gonna leave me. I, I know, I know, this girl's my rock, yeah. right? Yeah. But it's like you don't want, especially if you don't know what the fuck you did. Honestly. Well, that and like our household doesn't operate that way. Like we have yeah. like a very like for the most part like calm, happy. Except for that one time when I told you to pack your shit. <laughs> God, when was that? <laughs> like, like within six months of dating. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I think I even gave you a suitcase. <laughs> Probably. Oh gosh. But yeah, I think that uh, I'm like a like you can read me like a book when I'm like trying to like process all of that and really like in my head I'm like I'm thinking through like okay let's pick our battles what's worth it what's not how am I going to communicate what's important and what am I gonna leave off the table because it's not important what can I work through what can I not work through like all of these questions that I'm constantly asking myself. Well, you know, like uh, it, it, the last couple of years, it's become a trend. Like people like dress a certain way and, and the hashtag is, or the uh, hashtags are finally kind of going away. Um, but the caption is, it's a mood. It's a whole mood. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, like, you, like the thing with you is that was created because of you. You know what I mean? And people like you because when you're in a mood, it is a mood. It's a mood. And and there's no hiding it. There's no putting makeup on it. It's the mood. It is what it is. And it's so funny because I'll, I'll, I'll fly out and be like, hey, you okay? Did I do something? <laughs> nope. Uh-uh. Nope. Nothing's wrong. But you know better. For sure. And then I, I have to tippy-toe around. And it, sometimes it might be five minutes, ten minutes. And then she'll finally, like, emotionally open up for a minute, which, which she has to do. Yeah. And you can tell she's not comfortable doing that because she doesn't mm-hmm. want to go there. She does it, and we because talk I about it. Because I haven't processed, like, what's important, what's not important yet. Yeah. I, I don't know how many times, like, we've had conversations in our closet where I've said, hey, what's wrong? She's like, I don't want to talk about it right now. And then... I'm not ready. I'm and, not ready. But then I'm like, well, I'm not ready to go on for the next two hours of you being pissed off at me. What did I do? And then, you know, she'll get a little bit emotional, and we'll talk about it. And 95% of the time... It's either over or I think, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like. Oh, I'll tell you. If you're <laughs> <laughs> I know you will. I feel like I'm pretty, you know, if, if you're upset about something emotionally or you're ticked off and, and it becomes emotional and we talk about it, um, we don't have to have a, a two hour conversation about how um, it, things are going to be better. And, and, and let's face it, folks, most of our situations like that which don't happen but maybe a handful of times a year they're typical husband wife things they are literally like that towel situation i'm not saying we got in that uh we got that upset about it but it, it's always basic basic stuff that every relationship is going to face but oftentimes whenever we do finally have the conversation i feel like instead of talking about it for 30 or 40 minutes my answer is always like okay 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 i'll do better and I think most of the time I put the effort forth to do better because it's, it's pretty rare that <laughs> she gets in that mood uh, multiple times over the same thing. Yeah, no, I would agree. Like, it's not often that I'm like in a mood or 
that we have conversations about the same thing. Yeah. Are there a few things? Sure. That we revisit over and over again, but you know, like anything else, it's a work in progress. So, um, but I think we've got some stuff for the next episode. I'm kind of excited oh, to you say, you know, hold on to this. And uh, our relationships a work in progress, or our relationships a work in progress, much as this podcast. Yeah, for sure. So uh, maybe we get a little more personal next time. All right. So uh, we've got some stuff to talk about next week. I'm excited because I think we can get a little more personal with everybody. Hmm. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, keep hitting us with the questions. Uh, so fun they're fun and you know um if you keep asking really good questions we might ask somebody to uh to call in during this but you know we'll figure that out yeah don miller texted me she's like so can i call in with my question and i said yes but i was like that's a little dangerous could be dangerous (laughs) thankfully i hold edit control yeah so uh next week will be fun um i think we'll get a little more personal so Stay tuned, and and thanks for checking in with us on another episode. Hey, babe, we started this, and the sun was up. Now the sun's down. Yeah, and we started it with 128 ounces of margaritas, and we are about to finish it. (laughs) Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. All right, we'll see y'all. That's what I do. I drink, and I know things. Bradley buzzed.